This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. Today, we have a special guest, Corey Benson, founder and CEO of CB SkyShare, a cost-effective, full-service private aviation program. He's here to discuss why you should consider a career in private aviation and why Corey feels private aviation is poised for future growth. But before we begin, a few announcements. If you have any questions, comments, or inspirational stories, please write us at feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. We've done, oh gosh, almost 20 years of counseling with furloughed pilots, people trying to get into this as a career. Uh, So please also visit us and look at our career coaching. I know it's a tough time right now, especially those that are express jet that have lost their jobs. Uh, You know, I was the the furlough coordinator for express jet from 2001 till 2013. And something I want to do special for you is uh, give you a 20% discount off all of our services. So use that coupon code ExpressJet to get 20% off all the courses and also our career coaching. And don't forget the scholarships guide, $120 million in scholarships in that, and you may get it free if you use a coupon code PAYITFORWARD. Well, let's move on to the show. Again, I have with me Corey Benson, who uh, actually I followed online uh, because of something else he's done in his career uh, with uh, Dangerous Flights on, on Discovery Channel. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about private aviation. Welcome to the show, Corey. Hey, thank you, Carl. Thanks for having me. Man, this this is awesome. We we have we were talking offline. We have a uh, quite a few uh, uh, common friends. Interestingly enough, it's aviation. It's a very small small world, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, but one of the things I love about Corey is the fact that uh, you 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 are so involved and you're so passionate about aviation, and you've turned that passion into this incredible business. So tell us a little bit about uh, you know private aviation and and how you got involved in this business that you're doing here and what it is. Um, So I started CB SkyShare about 11 years ago. Um, After spending about 15 years in the auto industry, I owned a couple of car dealerships, uh, both new and used car dealerships. And during that time, had this massive passion for aviation. Um, I got my pilot's license when I was 21 years old. And um, while I was in the car business, I bought a couple airplanes and and were constantly flipping those and, and from small Cessna 210s to 310s and Saratogas. And then uh, in 2009, I just decided that that I really wanted to get out of the car industry and follow my passion. And so I sold my last car dealership and opened up um, here at the Ogden Airport. And with the main intent at first was just brokering airplanes. Uh, so I've, I've sold hundreds of airplanes, everything from small Cessnas up to the airlines. Uh, but our main specialty, we focus mostly on the light to medium-sized jets and turboprops. And uh, I just wanted to combine the two things I loved, one being selling and the business aspect and the other being flying and being part of private aviation. So it's been a fun ride. Yeah, it's, uh, it is interesting, your, your varied background, and there's a lot of similarities between selling cars and selling airplanes. Uh, but there's also, I'm, I'm sure, some very interesting challenges in, in selling airplanes. Oh, it's completely different. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, we've we we've been very fortunate with the different airplanes we've sold, we've met a ton of great customers throughout the time, but it is a very technical transaction process, especially a lot of our airplanes are crossing country borders and there's always the import and export process and, and working with different countries and whatnot, but it, it's been fun. And then 
Um, in the last three years, our our vision for the company uh, pivoted a little bit, and we started a jet sharing product, and that's really where our main focus is now with the CB SkyShare program. And it's a jet sharing program where you can buy a share on on one airplane, and then you have the access to fly any of them in the fleet. And currently, we run. Um, a bunch of Pilatus PC-12s, Citation CJ-2s, and then the Gulfstream G-200. And this business is all run out of Ogden. And by the way, for those that uh, are listeners not in the U.S., Ogden, Utah, that's not far from where I used to live in Bountiful, Utah, uh, outside of Salt Lake City. It's uh, a beautiful, beautiful area. Uh, a little bit cooler than it is here in Florida, that's for sure. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're going to get snowed on today, Carl. I was going to mention that. We, you're you're going to be able to go skiing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we were talking uh, offline too about jobs and aviation. I know this is a, a career podcast, and one of the things that I want to stress to people is that private aviation uh, is still strong. Um, but one of the reasons is uh, I brought you on is I want to hear it from somebody who has, has a lot of expertise uh, in the field. So let's talk. Let's focus on private aviation and and why you feel it's strong, but also how some of the roots that we see. Uh, in aviation, as far as airlines are concerned, maybe lost for a long time, maybe forever to private aviation. This year has been one crazy year. There's no doubt about it. Um, but it's changed dramatically for the commercial side. Um, as we all know, there's a bunch of pilots that's now been furloughed and um, all of the major carriers are reducing their routes and, and specifically, like you mentioned, Carl, to some of these smaller cities. And we've seen a big intake in uh the different company owners, CEOs that have contacted us where they've got sales teams or they've got construction projects or they have some reason where they're, the, the Zoom meeting doesn't work for them. They actually need boots on the ground. They need their their team there. And how are they going to access these small teams? Or, or Sorry about that, small cities. And so with flying private, um, as we know, there's over 5,500 airports that we can access across the country versus the 500 airports that they're commercially typically serviced. And now that's going to be reduced even more. So I, I do feel that even through all of this crazy year, that the private sector is going to continue to grow because there is the businesses that do need to reach these smaller towns and they'll see the efficiencies, what the the private side, where they can hit three or four of these towns in the same day and make it home and get their executives home for dinner where they just won't be able to do that via the commercial airlines or driving. So the majority of us understand commercial airlines. I have to go to the airport, go to the security, get to the uh, airplane, put my bags in, and then go grab my bags on the other side. I think there's something about private aviation people don't understand. I think that's the the cost savings in time. It really is a huge time saver. Uh, explain the difference that you can see from your perspective between the airline and the advantage of private aviation. Um, it, you're exactly right. There especially dealing with some of these executives where they're high paid and, and their time is, is worth a lot of money. The time that we can save them, um, you know, generally, like, for example, living here in Ogden, we're about an hour away from the Salt Lake airport. So I have to leave at least two and a half hours before my airport, my plane would leave there in Salt Lake, going through security, going through um, if it's an international flight to customs and all the other stuff that go along with it and then waiting for the airplane. And typically, um, especially with the reduced flights, you may not get a direct flight. So it could take all day to get to where you want to go. And on the private side, it's a whole different experience. Uh, our pilots 
have the airplanes ready to go, the doors down. Uh, you typically drive right up to the airplane. There is no security. The executives or people traveling will walk right onto the airplane. The door is shut and they're in the air within less than 10 minutes in most cases. And then while they're in their air, it's a whole different scenario. They're, it's, it, it, it turns into a conference room for these executives at 30,000 feet where they're dealing with their executives. Their planes have Wi-Fi. They're still communicating. And they can have these meetings, briefing for where they're going. And then when they're done with that city, coming to the next city, they're debriefing from that meeting and getting ready for the other. So it just changes. Uh, it's a time machine is really what it is, these private aviation airplanes. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. It truly is a time machine. And if you look at the dollars per hour, it does save quite a bit. Um, but it's also available, you know, when we talk private aviation, there is a large uh, different spectrum of general, of uh, private aviation from small planes to larger. So it's, it's actually, a, I think, available to more of the medium to small business owners and, and folks that have the, the money to travel uh, than you think. I really think that a lot of people discount it and say, oh, no, I can never afford private aviation. Uh, but I think they can. I think uh, it's open and it, can, it, it runs the gambit. I agree with you completely. Um, there's lots of different options out there, you know, from buying your own airplane to chartering to doing a jet sharing like the CB Sky Share or, um, you know, full craft ownership again. And so with a program like ours where you're not buying the whole airplane, you're not paying for the full flight department of the pilots, their training and everything else, um, you're only paying for a fraction of it, it, it does get very um, very economical. It's never going to be as, as cheap as flying the airline. But when you figure the time savings in, this is what our, what our customers have told us, it, it ends up really penciling out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know what? The as far as the people that are, are key players in organizations, um, I, you know, being in an environment where we have a lot of uh, business aviation, I've I've been hearing this quite often: is that they really want to avoid any type of transportation when they're exposed to a lot of other people, public transportation like the airlines. Um, what this gives them a, a much different option and allows them to get from point A to point B without any type of interaction with other people and, and lowering the risk for possibly getting any type of, say, in this instant now, COVID? Um, the, the touch points of possible places that they're going to be able to pick up, like COVID, what we're talking about, going through TSA where there's hundreds of people and then you're stuck on an airplane with 300 people that you don't know, um, versus flying on the private side where you're not going through the big international, you're not waiting through the lines, you don't have TSA wanting you down, and you're um, in the airplane with only people you know. And we've taken some really big safety measures up on top of that with our pilots regularly getting tested, you know, wearing masks, of course. And then we have a product um, that we have applied to all of our airplanes, which is MicroShield 360, which is um, then taken it so it, it protects the aircraft and puts um, for up to a year, actually. Interestingly, too, with going back to the career outlook, even people that have like a shared ownership in an aircraft, uh, it's a, there's a multiplying effect that I didn't realize. For instance, if we have a shared aircraft or we have our owned aircraft and we decide to get into a shared aircraft because it's, it's an airplane that I would want to use, but I really can't afford it. Uh, on a, a continual basis, say I have a Baron at home, but I also need a, another, uh, uh, you know, jet that it can get me from point A to point B. 
there's a it's surprising how I feel, and I'd like to hear your opinion on this, that it's a multiplying effect right now in private aviation because you have those people that still own some of their airplanes, the smaller planes, but now they're going to you uh, and uh, and some other organizations, obviously, uh, to allow them to fly in something larger on those specific trips. Yeah, it's a very good point because in the different companies that I've consulted on an aircraft acquisition, which we bought hundreds of airplanes, um, the hardest part is finding one airplane that's going to do every mission. It's just virtually impossible. And so when we sit down and we're consulting and trying to figure out which airplane is going to be the very best for them, we, we consider it a massive victory if we can find one model that'll do 80% of their trips. But you're never going to find one airplane that does it all. And um, in a program like our SkyShare program, where one day you can fly the Pilatus and you can load it up with nine people and land on a very small runway or even a grass strip if you want and then the next day you can get in the g200 and go all the way to hawaii it does give um, a lot more opportunities to pick the right aircraft for the mission and and that's one of that's that's probably the biggest thing that our owners tell us that they love most about the program is the flexibility of the different aircrafts that they can use and picking the right one that's going to be best for that mission you know, I'm convinced that now this is, there's going to be a lot of growth. Now, let's kind of do some projecting as far as uh, the private aviation, especially in what you're doing uh, in in enabling people to use these various aircraft. After COVID's over, let's let's kind of look ahead. Do you think there'll still be some growth in this industry? Oh, very much so, especially the people that get the taste of flying private. You know, right now they may do it just because of COVID, that they just want to stay away from the airlines. But once they get that taste of of how amazingly simple and pleasurable flying private is versus going the airlines, I think all these new buyers will then just stay in this industry and stay on the the private side and continue to fly private. Um, and and if one thing we always tell our um, tell our our prospective buyers and our owners, it's it's like the vacation doesn't start when you get there. If you're using it for a vacation, the vacation starts when you get to the airport because part of the enjoyment of that is flying on the private jet. And so, yeah, for for us that have been lucky enough to fly private, once you have that, you never want to go back. Yeah, the, the the pleasure of the vacation starts at your departure point as opposed at your destination, <laughs> which is exactly it, it is tremendously different, and uh, it's something that you know as as an owner of an aircraft, it, it's amazing uh, to realize a uh, previous owner, I should say now, um, that you actually have this this sense of freedom. Uh, and it's your schedule. I mean, if I'm late an hour, I'm late an hour. If I, I uh, or something happens, I'm in that meeting. Uh, it's on my time that I actually get to travel. Similarly, in your situation here uh, with SkyShare, um, kind of curious, how does that work? I mean, as far as like if someone uh, quote unquote joins SkyShare, you said a Pilatus, and then you said they have another aircraft available. Is there? Do they like buy into one specific plane and then have all these other aircraft available, or how does that work? Yeah, great question. So. It, it is a jet sharing product where you have ownership in one airplane. So it would be in one of the PC-12s or G200s or the CJ2s, whichever we're selling next. And they all have about the relative same value on the years that we picked for the program. And so they do have ownership in one airplane. 
But that doesn't really matter at the end of the day. They can never even fly on the airplane that they have ownership on. But the important part of them having ownership is they now qualify for a lot of these tax incentives, tax depreciation through their businesses and whatnot. So the, the way the program is, is it's a day-based program, unlike most of our competitors where you pay every single hour that you fly. Ours, you have the airplane for the day. So if you pick a Pilatus one day, um, it, to your point, you could... You can change your meeting schedule 14 times throughout that day. And if they, if your meeting ends up early, go right to the plane and take off. Um, so depending on what size share you buy gives you um, different, it gives you more days per year, the bigger share you buy. And then it's on any of the airplanes. There's just different hourly rates uh, for the different aircraft models. You know, getting back to actual uh, flying, uh, and and your business and all of private aviation and its growth, the number of aircraft we've noticed in the airlines has actually decreased. I mean, it's really shrunk quite a bit. Parking planes in the desert uh, and not coming back. Um, so how how do you feel that this whole shrinkage of that uh, that that base of aircraft in the airlines is going to affect travel? It will end up pushing more people to the private side. I mean, I think right now there's still a lot of people that just flat out aren't traveling. They're waiting for this COVID deal to pass and they want to make sure it's safe to do so. Um, But even when we get past that, it is going to take, in my opinion, four to five years for the airlines to recover. Um, And even during that process, you're going to have, you know, like Delta isn't putting anybody in the middle seat right now. So even on the routes that they are flying, their capacity, um, which they can put in the airplane is significantly less. So that's where you'll see the different routes shrinking, less flights per day, uh, more connecting flights. And for the business traveler or someone that, that has the means to go to their vacation home, they're, they're going to they're gonna start looking for other options. And that's what we've seen is a whole new wave of people that they have the means to fly private, but they could never justify it before. Delta first class was just fine. And, and that's changing now where they're looking for other options. Um, and so it's it's I, I do think it's going to be many years before the airlines are back to where we were um, in 2019. Yeah, and you know I had a, their estimates 2024 I hear for the world aircraft uh, to come back, and uh, you know I've always said anywhere from two if we're lucky to five years uh, is I feel as far as when it'll be back to normal. But private flying sure has has grown. Uh, examples, um, as far as private aviation is concerned, from someone who's in, uh, looking at this from a career perspective, your lifestyle is pretty darn interesting, especially now. Um, you probably have an example you can give us as far as, you know, some of the things that have changed. Um, the example I always use is, uh, you know, I have lots of friends in private aviation. They they fly to a destination and usually they airline the crew back and then come back a week later to pick them up. Now you're seeing the crews uh, on the private aircraft staying with the passengers, say it's on a one-week uh, vacation, et cetera. Um, just curious, are you kind of science, and, and that's from a very microcosm there, are you seeing that type of ship, shift in others in the industry? I, I am. Um, there's a lot of the people that are chartering. Uh, we, we do a lot of charter on top of the SkyShare program. So we have two separate fleets that we run, and, and on the charter side, we have had a lot of people that they want our pilots to have recent COVID testing, and then they only want those pilots to be with them during the duration of the trip. And so it does change uh, the way that was previously flown. I mean, we'd swap pilots out in and out all the time, and, and that is changing. And, and I think that's going to be around for a while as well. 
Yeah, I, I agree. You know, interestingly, we, we talk about Zoom and uh, I really, all the airline CEOs are saying this and obviously the people in the National Business Aviation Association are saying, we can't get rid of that personal pressing the flesh interactions, whether it's in business or personally. I mean, there's there's no substitute for showing up at a meeting and there's so much more that's involved there. There's so many things that are nuanced within a sales call than just being on the phone or a Zoom call. There's that personal interaction. And, you know, same thing with, with our families. You know, we're, you can't blow out the candles on a cake on Zoom. Yeah, that's, that's so true. <laughs> I think people are getting just tired of being locked down right now. You know, they've, they've done it. And even though there's still a bunch of COVID cases that are happening right now, they, they still are missing their family, as you just said, or they're, they're, they need to continue and grow their business or take care of their current business. And Zoom has been phenomenal. And I wish I would have bought a lot of stock in Zoom right before <laughs> all of this. Uh, but there's many businesses um, and for the family where Zoom is just not an option. And so for the people that, that need to travel or need to have their um, family travel, they're looking for other safe alternatives, and and that's where the the private side is really going to flourish, in my opinion, through all of this. Yeah, I, I agree, Corey. I'd like to shift gears a little bit because uh, I you're such a passionate aviator, and it would be remiss if I didn't talk about a couple of these things. First of all, uh, I know I'm going to get a, a bunch of questions from listeners, so I want to ask you this first. Uh, I get questions from listeners about selling airplanes, and uh, they think they think about going into that uh, industry uh, as a career. Um, you know, just kind of curious from, from your experience, uh, what type of a career is that as, as a salesperson in the aviation, private aviation sales market? For me, it, it, it's, it, I've been very fortunate. I came from the sales background. I spent so many years in the auto industry um, that, that sales was in my bones. And so it, it was a total different shift because there's so many nuances of an aircraft transaction transaction that are different than any other type of transaction. So the learning curve is so massive, but I believe anybody that, that wants to do it can do it. It'll be about 20 times harder than you think it will. And you're going to learn something on every single deal. Um, even we, we're just closing another deal here next week. And, and there was something new that popped up on this deal that, that had never popped up before. And so it's a very fun business. It's one that you have to be extremely patient and um, it will take some time to ramp up and you have to be consistent and passionate about it. But I, I was just going to say, you know, I tell my kids, I would much rather be doing something I'm truly passionate about and love and make a little less money than, than getting paid for something that I hate to go to work. And so if you're passionate about airplanes, uh, it, is, it is a fun business. Well, that's what this whole show is about. I'm glad you said that. It, it truly is uh, a passion. And if you're into selling and you love selling, yeah, airplanes is is air, it's it's different than selling cars. If you love to sell and you're passionate about planes, look, do it. Do what Corey did. Jump into actually selling the aircraft. You know, you have another real uh, passion in aviation, and uh, you know, we're talking about. Uh, private aviation, which is incredibly safe and, and regulated. Then you go on to this other show called the Discovery Channel's Dangerous Flights. So, by the way, we'll have a link to that in the, in the show notes here. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved and why they asked you to be on that show as one of the, uh, the co-hosts there. Yeah, sure. Dangerous Flights was, was such a fun experience. We, um, I was approached from Discovery Channel of Canada. This would have been about 10 years ago. And they noticed that I had different sales managers working for me. Um, in many different countries. And so they had 
wondered if we do a lot of fairing and, and we had just started getting into doing more of the aircraft deliveries. And so Dangerous Flights was a show based about um, my company and the, the different airplanes that we sold, but more importantly, the different airplanes that we flew and delivered. And so we flew, oh my gosh, I flew a Cessna 206 all the way to Poland up over the North Atlantic. I took a, a Merlin 3. We took out all the back seats and put huge aluminum fuel tanks and and flew it over the Pacific to Hawaii, then to the America Samoas, New Caledonia, and then into Australia. And so it was a, two seasons and flying small airplanes all over the place. That sounds like a lot of fun. I know a lot of people talk about fairing airplanes, but uh, there are some challenges there. We're not going to talk about that too much on this on this episode. We may have you come back and talk a little bit about fairing planes because uh, there's uh, a lot of people that talk about say, hey, that's what I want to do for a living. And there's more involved than you think. I mean, you'll see it on TV. There's a whole bunch more than you think, just like anything else. Um, Going back to CB Skyshare, though, um, one of the things that I think is really important for people to realize in private aviation and also in what you do is we have a tremendous community outreach. Um, and you folks are very much involved in many different uh, aspects of helping our society uh, and through many different things like angel flight, et cetera. And that's something I, I really want to stress right now is that private aviation uh, is, is not just for the individual and the business. It also very much helps those in need. Maybe you could describe a little bit about what you folks do at CB Skyshare. Yeah, we have uh, partnered up with Angel Flights for the last couple of years, and it's a phenomenal organization. We work with Angel Flights West, um, and they're flying basically patients uh, in, out of small cities that need to get to a metropolitan area for their treatments. And where it's it's too difficult for them to drive or and especially now with the reduced airlines or maybe it's not safe for them to get on the airlines. And so it's 100 percent volunteer based. There's um, thousands of, of these angel pilots is what they, they what we call ourselves. And they volunteer their time in their airplane and pay for everything and the fuel. And and I, I wish I could tell you how many flights they did um, last year, but it's in the tens of thousands of flights that they've done. And so we've been able here at uh, Skyshare, we've worked with them a lot. We're able to um, do a lot of the patient flights as well as we had a big charity event that we donated four different charity uh, or charter trips in our different airplanes and all the proceeds went to Skyshare. Um, but it's, it's fun because we've been also able to leverage our clients and get them involved. So we have a couple of our aircraft owners that, they got behind it, got real passionate about it, and they've flown a bunch of angel flights as well. So it it is something that that I feel very fortunate that we've been able to give back and help people, and and we're flying all at the same time. So it's like a win win for everybody. Yeah, win win helping people and also uh, putting your passion forward. Uh, I, again, I can't stress enough how much uh, there and how many companies and how many people out there really do a a great job of helping people in need. And this is one of them, uh, Angel Flight West. There's also, there's many other organizations out there helping people with relief overseas, et cetera. Uh, so hats off to you if you guys doing that. I think uh, it's really terrific. Well, thank you. They, they do a great job. CB Skyshare, uh, we talk about the future of aviation. We talk about what's happening with COVID. Uh, I think private avi aviation is going to grow, especially as the wealth of the nation grows and also uh, as we find uh, less expensive modes of getting involved with private aviation, just like we, you're doing here. Uh, how about you? How about what you're doing 
to get ready for the future in private air travel? What are you folks doing at CB SkyShare? We're, we're really working to find a way, kind of like you said earlier, Carl, of, of bringing the entry price down. And so we can um, open it up instead of the top half of 1% of everybody, and those be the only people that could fly private. We're trying to bring that cost down um, where some of the middle-sized companies and some of the, the just um, uh, well-off people that have worked hard but don't want to fly the commercial airlines anymore. So our main goal is to, to, to really deliver here in the Western U.S. Uh, we have an FBO here in, in Utah, another one in the Bay Area. We're looking to expand to Arizona first part of next year. And, and then we've got sales offices in, in Salt Lake. And so our, our mission, and we're very focused on the Western U.S., um, trying to bring more people into the private aviation side, uh, both from the business and the, and the personal use. I'm I am very excited about the future of private aviation. Uh, I know our listeners are too. Corey Benson uh, from CB SkyShare, uh, great job you're doing as far as with your business and also what you're doing helping other people. You can find them at cbskyshare.com. We'll have links in the show notes here. But Corey, uh, any parting thoughts for those that are interested in this career of private aviation? Uh, just kind of summarize if you feel that this is a good career to get into both for now and the future. I, I really do. It is. I mean, the airlines are, are a great way to go as well. And that's kind of the big deciding factor. Do I go the airline route or do I go the private route? And I believe they both have really good positives and they both have a little bit of drawbacks. And one thing that, that our pilots really do love on the private side is um, we're going to different destinations all the time. It's not a set route. Um, we, we leave it up to our captains to do the majority of their flight planning um, instead of it just being printed out for you. And so there's more challenges. There's different unique. Um, I mean, I, I did a charter flight and I spent four days down in Cabo last week. So, you know, that was a, a pretty good perk just in itself. Uh, so it is. I do believe there is uh, lots of opportunity in the private side, even with everything going on in the, in the world right now. I do believe that it's going to push more people that way. Um, so there is going to be good job security if you find a good company to be with. And and get the enjoyment of going different places. Corey, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate this. And uh, we'll have to have you back on to talk a little bit about aircraft sales. And uh, and we'll be watching. If you're interested in private aviation, don't forget, uh, you can look at the show notes, but also feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com, and we'll send those along to Corey. Corey, I really appreciate you coming on today. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, you can find CB SkyShare online at cbskyshare.com. And we also have links to the Instagram account and the Facebook page at the bottom here in the show notes. Private aviation is something that people are starting to consider more now as a career. And uh, I really encourage you to reach out to the folks at CB SkyShare and also understand what it is to get involved in, in private aviation. But if you're somebody interested in doing this, don't just you know, turn off the podcast after this is done. The big, the best thing you can do right now is take that one extra step. It could be real simple, looking up the website, figuring out what the business model is, listening uh, to what Corey has to say online and also on the YouTube videos, on the Instagram account. But the most important thing is to take one step today to move forward in your career and your life. Well, folks, we'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying out there. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. 
This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although hosts or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research.